Welcome back to the Thermo Diet Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Miller, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Woodward. How are we doing today, Jaden? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Today we are doing a topic of the month episode. So Jaden and I are going to go through a couple of our favorite topics and go back and forth and talk about them. So first topic is struggle of the month. Struggle of the month. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it was really hard for me to eat thermo around Thanksgiving, honestly, being with my, um, my girlfriend's family. Um, it was just a lot more difficult cause they don't eat the same as us. Um, so I was just having to make the best decisions that I could with the options that were given to me at the time. And, um, sometimes the options that were available to me were not even close, but, um, made it through and it pretty well, honestly, looking back on it, I was, I did pretty good. You eat some stuffing? No, I didn't need any stuffing. Um, I kept it pretty basic, just like mashed potatoes, turkey. Mm, I made some sourdough bread, so I had some sourdough bread. Um, then I think I ate one or two other things. I don't remember what they were, though. You just flew the sourdough bread over? Yeah, we, we took a tiny jar of our starter, nice. and, then, and then I fed it whenever we got there. That's funny. My struggle of the month is my wrist. It's getting better, finally. But uh, my sister is in PT school, and she was I asked her to look at it. She's pretty sure that I have one ligament that's like either partially torn or torn. Hmm. So um, not really sure what to do about that. Um, she's just like, you should probably just go get checked out. But it's like, well, I'm not going to get sur- like the only thing you can do is get surgery on it. It's like you can do that after snowboard season. I'm not going to have s- get surgery on it now. <laughs> and it's like, well, like I don't know. it doesn't hurt that bad, but it's just been a struggle with lifting a little bit. And it's weird because it doesn't hurt during benching. It's just like lateral raises and like like cartwheels, like weird positions. And it'll wake up like numb sometimes, but it's getting better and better. So I'm hoping it just heals by itself. All that thermo milk will just seal it up. Mm-hmm. Thermo juice. Um, book of the month. I actually just got finished reading a book this morning called Belong. Um, it's, it's basically a manual for how to build a community around you and how to be intentional about the group of people that you surround yourself with. Um, it's really good. I'd, I'd really recommend it. I enjoyed it a lot. I just finished false alarm by Bajorn Lornborg. He's like the climate change dude. He's been on, I think he's been on Rogan. I listened to him on Lex Friedman. He, him and uh, this guy, um, Graham, I think I forget his last name. Graham Hancock. No, Graham Hancock's a very interesting dude. Just bought his book. Also bought, accidentally bought his book is fingerprints of the gods. I bought Food of the Gods, which is by Dennis McKenna, which is all about mushrooms and people tripping. Okay. Um, bought that accidentally. But my dad bought Fringing Prince of the Gods, so now we got both. Okay. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading those in Mexico. Nice. I forget what the other guy's name is. Graham something, I think. But Bajoran Lomberg takes this very economic... He's a climate activist, but he's a very um, economic dude, and he takes it in economics perspective. And what you come to realize when you look at it from a finance perspective is that Everything that's like green today, like all the green policy is just bogus. Hmm. It's like, cause if I'm a huge fan, a fan of like eliminating pollution and green energy and all that stuff, but why is everyone not on solar power? It's cause it's not feasible. It's not efficient at all. It's cost way more than they talk about these. Um, they were set up, they had these charities set up solar power in these like nations and like that didn't have power. And a bunch of people start buying fridges. And then uh, as soon as the sun goes down, they only have enough battery to hold for maybe like a couple minutes because you don't, you would, we have the battery. I saw today or a statistic from the book 
The United States is enough battery power to hold power for about 20 seconds for the country. Um, so um, same thing with like the wind turbines, like they're useful. Nuclear is pretty interesting. Um, and what he was talking about a lot of stuff is like when sea, like sea levels are going to rise and he, he's not like, and it's not an ideal book because it's like, it does suck because it's like wildlife and all that stuff. He doesn't really talk about that. But from a human perspective, financially, basically our best option. And also, so when you, the best the best option is a climate tax, which is basically just saying like, you're going to make the gas $20 more expensive for the gallon. But that really adversely affects poor people. Mm-hmm. And this is like throughout the world because the poor people, like the rich people don't care about the 20 cent tax. So it makes energy a lot more expensive for the poor people. And not, not the poor people, but people that have l- lower income. And then they can't, you know, buy as much food. They can't, they, they still need to get to work. And so basically what he says is that um, you need, the best thing that we can do is a, hopefully innovate and find new ways to produce energy more efficiently and B like invest in huge amounts of like, education and like try and bring up all these countries from poverty so they can help innovate and do all that stuff. And eventually and things like there are still third world countries that if you don't, if you think about it, people, we used to run on wood and dung which is a lot less efficient, a lot less clean than fossil fuel. So switching a third world country to run on fossil fuel is actually saving energy. Hmm. Think about that. And then basically what he talks about a lot is like adaptation. Like we're going to have to like build seawalls and um, things like that for the rise in sea sea levels. It's also interesting to think like London at high tide, like a good chunk of it's underground, underwater. Um, People don't think about that, but Mm -hmm. they've just adapted and built things to obviously London doesn't flood every day. Not exactly excited for the future, but it definitely is a little bit more optimistic. Highly recommend anyone check it out, or at least his podcast with Lex was really interesting. If you liked that, I think you'd be interested in the book called The Fate of Food. Mm. Um, Basically talks about how eventually we're going to outgrow our ability to feed everybody on the planet. And then like um, some alternative feeding measures that we could use to feed the population. Have you ever heard of greening? Mm-mm. So it's it's actually really interesting. And there's a guy in the podcast, Lex, they mentioned this guy who's really pro CO2. He thinks it's going to be the best thing ever, which is interesting from the repeat bioenergetics perspective. But the greening is this phenomenon when there's inc- there's more plant biomass today than there was 100 years ago. And that's because during greening from the increased CO2, back, plants grow at a faster rate. They're able to get pulled more nutrients in the ground. So you actually see, well, actually like food, there will be less food shortages. There'll be more food because even with the increased temperatures and whatnot, because plants grow at a faster rate because of the increased CO2, hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that fits into that book. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't read that book. Um, yeah. I, I've just looked at it, so uh, I, I couldn't tell you. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. What's your food of the month? I'm still on a sourdough kick, honestly. Like I'm still enjoying experimenting with different sourdough things. So that's probably mine is... Anything from sourdough bread, sourdough tortillas. You gonna make some sourdough pasta? Mm, I don't have the tools to make pasta. If if I didn't have to like really roll the pasta out and stuff, and I had like a pasta roller and all of that, I might. I wish that was like more accessible to get sourdough pasta. Because mm-hmm. I eat pasta nowadays, like once a week probably, and you definitely feel it's just not the most easy digesting thing when mm-hmm. you're just eating. Like, I used to eat it no problem. Um, I actually, honestly, I might go back to try and, I don't know, whole wheat, I feel like it's a little bit more digestible. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with, I don't know. But 
you definitely just feel like feel you, you feel the gluten. Not that I have like problems not digesting it, but it just feels like it kind of sits in there for a while. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I think I've already had done mine already, but mine's bacon. Yeah, I had bacon for the first. My mom, I was making sourdough, bacon egg and cheese, or I was doing egg and cheese, which is what I do at home now. And my mom was like, "Oh, you're not eating bacon?" I was like, "Oh, we have bacon," and it's like not it's like not pasteurized, but it's like not cured or whatever. So like nitrates, nitriles, nitrites in it. So it's like decent, not great, but I could eat a bacon, egg and cheese every day for the rest of my life. Mm. Like for breakfast, easily, easy money. I would, I would change up how I do the eggs. Some days I would do scrambled omelet, uh, fried, but could do a bacon, egg and cheese every day for the rest of my life. Mm. Ketchup, hot sauce, video of the month. I haven't really watched that much, honestly. I'm, I'm going to change mine. Hmm. You want to go first? Yeah. So uh, my original thought was the sugar cavity video because I'm excited for that to come out. It hasn't come out yet, um, which is on our, our recommend day value, my like mini podcast series um, produced by Aiden. Shout out Aiden. He doesn't listen to this, but I'm doing a video on why sugar doesn't really cause cavities. It kind of does, but it also good sugars kind of don't too. So ch- check that out. We'll hopefully get some views. But um, that Lex Frieden video with Jordan Lomborg and Graham dude. They were talking about, Lex asked them, like, um, do you think you should interview someone that everyone hates? Because he was he wants to have Trump on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's what the question was about. And he was like, you'll find a lot of love for someone that a lot of society deems evil. So even like Hitler, there are people that loved Hitler at the time. And at the, it was just really powerful because what the, the Graham was the guy's name, I can't remember his last name, was a New York Times journalist for a while. And he interviewed the CO2 guy that thought CO2 was good, who's going to be Trump's climate advisor, scientist advisor. And he went in there and obviously asked him about his policies and climate. But all of his friends, uh, he ended up trying to like get to actually know him a little bit. Like, like, do you believe in science? He's like, yeah, I think educating people and getting the sciences better and better is so important to society. It made him look actually like to show the similarities between them. And what he said is like, and all of his New York Times people, he like, shouldn't have done that. Like should have made him look bad. Basically, it's like if you go in looking for the differences, like you're going to find them. Mm-hmm. But like we're all human beings at the end of the day, and like going, you need to treat people like that, and trying to find those similarities. And then um, Lex asked the questions like, how would you interview Adolf Hitler in that regard? Or that's how we asked, and he says. I think about this all the time. It was like, at the end of the day, Adolf Hitler is human. Mm-hmm. He's a human being. It's like, how do you try and sympathize with him and find out why he did the things he did? Or do you just, you know, virtue signal and say, like, you're a bad person. Like, I, I, I hate you, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's an interesting conversation. Hmm. Then at the end with uh, the guy, Graham, his vet, was like, yeah, my mom voted for Hitler. Which Damn. is crazy. It's like at the time, like like people thought he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like this German vet. Mom didn't think anything of it. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. That's interesting. Really haven't watched anything. Oh well, I guess I watched a jujitsu video on some new back takes. So oh, yeah. I guess I guess that one would be my my video of the month. Um, no thermo related videos for me this month. I haven't really been watching much. Did you guys check out Ancient Apocalypse with Graham Hancock? Oh, I've seen Ancient Apocalypse. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Yeah. I'm still, I'm rewatching it. He just, he came out with a new one too. Um, oh. Isn't Ancient Apocalypse brand new? No. Really? It, uh, wait. Uh, I'm thinking of Ancient Aliens. Yeah. Ancient Apocalypse is the new ones. Ancient Aliens is the, is the older, older one. What's Ancient Aliens about? Aliens. 
like actual aliens. Yeah, and like how uh, a lot of theories for history based around the idea of aliens coming. Might have to check that out. The ancient apocalypse one is sick. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've been really enjoying that. His uh, It makes a lot of sense to me. I buy in. I buy it. I don't know. If, like, I was listening to Matt Walsh. She's, he does not buy into it at all. Uh, he's the only person that did a review on it. Everyone else is like, this is a huge controversy of it, saying that like this is dangerous to society. But I don't know. Don't need to get into political aspects of it. But I, I thought it was, uh, I thought I really enjoyed it. Hmm. I think it, I buy into it, whatever. Um, activity of the month. Hmm. What's yours? Did you ever play darts with like a really good dartboard? So like we were at this bar and we were playing darts and they have like these, you know, crappy darts that are there. And I never, and this guy is like, hey, you guys actually play darts? And I was like, I mean, I just throw the dart at the board. It's not that hard. And I was like, yeah, like we play darts. He's like, you can use my darts. And he hands us these like, weighted metal darts because they're like $65 on Amazon. Dude, you can like really like zoom these things. Dang. Like it was like for the first time, it's like I wasn't just like thrown at the board. It was like you could actually like aim. It's a lot of fun. I might have to uh, dabble in some darts at this point. Justin has a board too, so maybe I'll invest in some high quality darts. Nice. I haven't really changed that much stuff up recently. So um, other than what I'm reading, I haven't really done a whole lot. Um, I've really enjoyed... uh, so my girlfriend and I both are reading the belong book. And so there's exercises within the book that you can do. Um, and so I, I've enjoyed doing that with her. Mm, nice. What's the exercises about? Um, a lot of it is like core value type of stuff. Um, so what's important to you? What's, what do you want to be important to the people that you surround yourself with? Um, stuff like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, movement practice of the month. Mine's lifting. Lifting? Yeah, I've been lifting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we got the office gym, so I've been doing like the two days, mm-hmm. um, which has been nice. I mean, that gym is sick. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so fun to just get creative in there. And then I've just been trying to maximal hypertrophy. So I've got two and a half weeks left, and then I'm going to chill out for like a month and then back on it. But it's uh, it's been a grind. It was honestly like it was going really well at, when I was at work. And then when I got home, I was like, damn, I'm, I'm really lazy right now. Like, I don't feel like doing this, but been pushing through. I've been enjoying the office gym a lot too myself. Um, I've, I've been enjoying using it at least twice a week. Nice. Yeah. What other activity? Oh, went skiing for the first time. That was Ooh, really fun. When did you go last that. weekend? Um, the weekend before this past weekend. How was that? It was nice. It was a lot better than I expected, actually. Nice. The snow wasn't too bad. Um, you went to Eldo? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go this weekend. I got to go before I leave. Yeah. Well, I think we're probably going to go Saturday up okay. to Eldora. You're not going to go to Copper or anything? Um, not right now. I don't really feel like the snow's good enough for the big mountains yet. Hmm. You think it'd be better at Eldora or just like less people? Um, Eldora got dumped on this week. What What did it, when did it snow? Like Monday? I wasn't here. Tuesday? So they got dumped on on Tuesday. So really? I'll probably head up there this weekend. Yeah. Interesting. Could be entertained. Apparently, Winter Park got dumped on though. Eric was telling me. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, last topic: supplement of the month. I don't really have one. I've been I've been dabbling with phosphatidylserine. Okay. Um. Just, but it's interesting. I don't know if we talked about this last time, which is the hard part with this topics of the month. But I keep going back and forth. Where like Georgie talks a lot about how cortisol is like the main thing that holds you back from growing muscle, which makes a lot of sense in my aspect. It's a very catabolic hormone, but there's a difference between lowering cortisol naturally as in like, you know, eating and like getting your blood, keeping your blood sugar high or not high, but like in a good spot and, you know, not being stressed 
versus taking supplements that have a hormonal effect that might degrade your hormonal response from lifting. Do you have an example? Ashwagandha, it's like you take this and it, it po- let's say it potently lowers cortisol, but it's like there's a reason your cortisol was high after lifting, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you might be blunting that response, that stress response that's going to lead to you recovering and by taking that supplement. Mm-hmm. So it's like you might not be getting the adaptations you want because you might be mitigating, getting yourself out of adaptations because you're taking these things, hmm. if that makes sense. Kasim talks about that a lot. Like, I think he says the amino acids are generally a little bit safer, but like the hormonal stuff he tries to avoid. It's like you're short circuiting the process. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of like when you like, you shouldn't sauna a cold therapy after, right after a workout. Cause it's like, you're just doubling down on stress and it's like your, a, your body only has so much to recover from, but now it's priority has shifted from recovering from the colds or heat from the lift. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're, yeah, that's probably a better analogy, like short circuiting. So it's like, it, it could work out in your favor, but it also could be blunting your response. So it's in my opinion, it's just kind of playing with fire. I think it's better to do it away from the workout, but I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about. Cause originally I was like, All right, I'm going to get hard on these supplements. I mean, I was taking boron stuff too. I think boron's interesting. Not as a mineral, I'm not really opposed to that, but the more hormonal things I think are playing with fire a little bit. Not a supplement, but it's something that I've been doing is having a second cup of coffee a little bit later in the day. So um, I'll have one probably like around seven in the morning or, you know, early in the morning sometime. Um, And then I'll have a second one around 10, 30, 11. Um, It's actually been nice to kind of, it helps my afternoon, helps me flow through Mm -hmm. the afternoon a little bit better instead of hitting like that two o'clock, like kind of crash. I don't hit that as hard whenever I have that second cup of coffee, which is nice. Nice. I've been slamming coffee per usual. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. My friend was saying, uh, he's like, you ever just have like three Zins in after dinner? And I was like, dude, I would be freaking out. Yeah. But he can't have like, like, if he had a single double shot of espresso, he would be freaking out. Hmm. So I'm just like, like we are just like polar opposites. Interesting. You got anything else? Um, Nope. Not that I can think of. All right, well, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys have anything we want, you guys want us to talk about or ask us questions or whatnot, make sure to hit us up. And until next time, be good. Peace.